You are now listening to the Griot's Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified. Hey, man. Have you ever heard somebody talk about their freedoms? You know, the one with the S on it, right? Like, we all like freedom, but when somebody talks about it and makes it plural, it's a different kind of thing. Or, or when somebody says, you're violating my rights. I have the right to do this. Right? And we all have rights. But there's a different kind of thing that these people are talking about. And that's why I want to welcome you to the Grio Daily, the only podcast that will explain white rights. Yeah, see, like white rights, um, I know it sounds like I'm saying rice. Uh, I don't know why, um, but you know, everybody likes white rice. White rights are different from everybody else's rights. And I know you think like everybody got rights, but there's some rights that uh, only white people get to have, right? And that's what we're going to talk about today. See, for instance, uh, just like I said earlier, when you hear people talking about their freedoms, they're talking about white rights, right? Like the parents who say they don't have to wear a mask. They don't want their kids to wear a mask when they go to school or they don't want to uh, adhere to COVID protocols. They're talking about white rights, right? They're talking about their freedom to infect people with a deadly disease. See, white rights are different, right? We all have rights that are enumerated in the Constitution. The ones that aren't spoken about are, the Constitution said they're supposed to be left up to the states, right? And that's what they're talking about when they say they are against abortion, right? They want the states to decide abortion. Or there was the same argument for segregation, right? Uh, those were white rights, right? The right to have autonomy over your body is a white right. It's a thing that only white people get to have. They'll be talking about gun rights because we can never pass gun laws. And the reason we can't pass gun laws is because, you know, the Second Amendment, they say, shouldn't be infringed upon the right to bear arms. But the right to bear arms, even though it's spoken in the Constitution as being available to everyone, is really a white right because you try holding an AR-15 uh, at the capital of your state legislature and see what happens to you. White people can do it, though, because the Second Amendment is a white right, right? Or how about, like, you ever try to tell a police officer, hey, I got a gun in my car? Like, they won't take that for an answer. They'll think you're up to something because, you know, having a gun is a white right. Right. In, in states all over the country, they're passing these gun laws uh, where you can carry a concealed weapon. It used to be that you had to have a, a permit uh, to carry a concealed weapon. But now there are states like Georgia, Alabama, a bunch of states are just passing laws that say, well, just having a gun tucked in your waistband is something that you can do. But it's only a white right, because if you just walk into like, try walking into the Piggly Wiggly with a gun on it on your holster. You get taken down like they'll think you up to something because having a gun is a white right. 
as a matter of fact, right, um, the reason we can't pass, you know, common sense gun legislation is because of this idea, right? They don't, they say, well, why don't you have to just register to own a gun? Uh, why don't they ban certain kinds of guns? Why do you not even need uh, to go undergo a background check and verify your uh, identity when you go get a, a gun? Because it's a white right. And they say, well, shall not be infringed upon his right there in the Constitution, right? That's a great, great observation, except voting is a right. Why do we have the right to vote, but the government still pass laws that instruct us how we can exercise that right, where we can exercise that right? You just can't go vote anywhere just because you're a citizen. It's your right to vote. You still got to figure out how to comply with the rules that they set to do so. Even though voting is a right, right? It's different from guns, though, because, again, guns are a white right. Well, sometimes voting is a white right. Like, if you, depending on what state you're in, you just can't vote like you want to. Because, again, these rights are only available to some people. If you don't have a certain kind of ID, can't vote, right? Some places, you, depending on where you live in this country, you have to register within a certain amount of time. If you are incarcerated for certain crimes in some states, can't vote. Because it's not just a right, even though you're a citizen, there are certain restrictions placed on those things. And the point of all of this is that those restrictions are put in place to protect people, to protect that right. The right to free speech is supposedly a right, except, you know, you can't say CRT. Um, you can't call a white person racist. Um, you can't say certain things. You can't slander a person either, right? White people say, like, not being able to use the N-word is a violation of their freedom of speech, right? Um, when they don't want a white supremacist to appear on a college campus, that's a violation of their freedom of speech. But the freedom of speech is not just, like, that right, the First Amendment, does not just include things that come out of your mouth. It, it includes the freedom to assemble, unless you are a black protester. It includes the freedom of association, unless you're with those Marxist CRT people. It includes the right to, for instance, burn a flag, unless, of course, it's a Confederate flag. But the point is that rights are just things that are written on paper. How they are enforced is what makes them accessible to all people. And if some people get to exercise a right freely in any way that they want, and other people can't, then it's not a right. It's a way to discriminate. And that's why rights 
and freedoms or just something that exists in our imagination and how we enforce them is what makes it a right. And that's also why you got to tune into this podcast. You got to download that app too, man. Y'all got to download that app. And and you got to tell a friend about this podcast. And I suggest that you subscribe on every platform that it is available or whatever one you use. And that's also why we end every segment with a black saying. And today's saying is, you have the right to remain silent unless you're white. And then you can say whatever you want. We'll see you next time on The Griot Daily. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review, download The Griot app, subscribe to the show, and share it with everyone you know. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to podcast at thegrio.com. I'm political scientist, author, and professor, Dr. Christina Greer, and I'm host of The Blackest Questions on The Griot's Black Podcast Network. This person invented ranch dressing around 1950. Who are they? I have no idea. This all began as an exclusive Black History trivia party at my home in Harlem with family and friends. And they got so popular, it seemed only right to share the fun with our Griot listeners. Each week, we invite a familiar face on the podcast to play. What was the name of the person who was an enslaved chief cook for George Washington and later ran away to freedom? In 1868, This university was the first in the country to open a medical school that welcomed medical students of all races, genders, and social classes. What university was it? No, this is why I like doing stuff with you because I leave educated. I was not taught this in Alabama public schools. Question number three, you ready? Yes, I'm just trying to redeem myself. How did we go from Kwanzaa to like, these obscure sport, darling. This is like the New York Times crossword from a Monday to a Saturday. Right or wrong. Because all we care about is the journey and having some fun while we do it. I'm excited and also a little nervous. Oh, listen, no need to be nervous. And as I tell all of my guests, this is an opportunity for us to educate ourselves because black history that. is American history. So we're just gonna have some fun. Listen, some people get zero out of five, some people get five out of five. It doesn't matter. We're just gonna be on a little intellectual journey together. Latoya Cantrell? That's right, Mary okay. Latoya Cantrell. Hercules Posey. Mm. Born in 1754, and he was a member of the Mount Vernon slave community, widely admired for his culinary skills. I'm going to guess Afropunk. Close. It's okay. Afro Nation. So Never last year, according to my research, it's Samuel Wilson, aka Falcon. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. I, I am. I am disputing this. I'm very, 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 very 99.9999 sure that it is Representative John Lewis, who is also from the state of Alabama. That lets you know, Christina, we got some goodness come out of Alabama. There is something in the water in Alabama, and you are absolutely correct. The harder they come. Close. Oh, wait, uh, the harder they fall? That's right. I'm one of those people that, that just changes one word. <laughs> I mean, I know they fall too well. I just don't know nothing today. It's I'm going to pour myself a little water while you tell me the answer. The answer is Seneca Village which began in 1825 with the purchase of land by a trustee of the AME Zion Church. You know why games like this make me nervous? I don't know if I know enough black. Do I know enough? How black am I? Oh, my Lord. They, they gonna, we gonna find out in public. 
So give us a follow, subscribe, and join us on The Blackest Questions.